0: Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host Rachel Heron. On this podcast I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello writers. Welcome to episode number 341 of How Do You Write. I'm Rachel Heron. I am thrilled you are here as I am talking today to my friend AM Mason and Oh my goodness, she is so delightful. We have such a fun talk. And also, y'all, she's just getting stuff done. She is kicking ass, taking names. Is that how we say it? I don't know. Taking names, kicking ass. It doesn't matter. She's doing it. She's doing it and she's doing it well. And you are going to love this conversation about productivity and outlines and supportive partners. And um, please stick around for it. It's a treat. All right, what has been going on around here? Oh my gosh, y'all, moving. (laughs) Um, Still haven't packed very much. Tomorrow, as I record this, we will go get the keys to the house. So that's tomorrow. And in eight days, we will move. And I think I have just come to the conclusion that I don't want to pack. I don't want to pack until the last minute because that's when you pack anyway. So we've got one full weekend. We've got this full weekend to pack, and then I've got evenings next week to pack, and Lala can pack all the time because she's not working right now, and we'll just get it done. I saw a TikTok video where the caption said something like, the chaos of the last 24 hours of packing, and it showed the top of a box that was labeled, dirty clothes and air fryer. (laughs) And- now that's where we're headed. That's, that's where we're headed, but that's fine. That's fine. I have been, um, giving myself some grace and some kindness. And when I am tired, I rest and yeah, it's going to be hectic. And that is okay. I will know more about how hectic I feel next week when I record this intro, as we will be moving the next day. But tomorrow we just get the keys earlier this week on Tuesday, we got to do the pre-settlement inspection, which was, the first time we got back in the house, um, I think it was David Sedaris famously said something like, "Buying a house is like meeting a total stranger for ten minutes and then not seeing them or talking to them or being able to remember what they look like until the wedding day." And that is how we felt. And we, you know, we've been staring at the photos from the realty listing, and we went in in the houses at once both bigger and smaller than we remembered it. Like some of the rooms are way smaller. Some of the rooms are way bigger. I don't understand, uh, but it still felt really, really great. And it's going to be home. And the old owners left us a little note that said, welcome home. And they said that our new neighbors are fantastic. So that's great because that's always a crapshoot, right? Uh, And we are looking forward to moving. There has been just a lot of anxiety, I think, because this is, this is real, this is big. Uh, we came to New Zealand with a little nest egg from selling our house in California, which was small because we didn't make that much on it because we bought at the height of the market and um, right before the crash in 2008. So we had, we had a little equity that we, we had made back and that allowed us to put a down payment on a home here. But that means we don't have a nest egg anymore, right? And uh, it's just nerve, it's nerve wracking financially. And also, this is interesting, we, we keep hearing from, you know, friends and relatives in the States, like, they're surprised. They say things like, oh my, oh my God, you're, you're, you're really not coming back. And we knew that, but did we? Like, that's the question I'm asking myself. Um, both Lala and I are feeling anxiety around the fact that this is, you know, yeah. We really are. We really are staying. And it's, I don't know, kind of reigniting some of the anxiety that I felt. Anyway, I can only speak for myself. When we left the States, um, I keep having that thought that I had for months after we got here, which is, what have we done? What We left We left the country and we moved to a place where we knew no one. And what, what have we done? What are we doing? And so I keep waking up at three in the morning with those kind of thoughts. And that is normal under these kinds of, you know, stressful situations like moving. And I also know that they will go away. And I know that we can sit with uncomfortable feelings. We can sit with discomfort because I have learned to do that through meditation. And I have learned to do that through writing. I have learned just to go to the desk and do some writing and it doesn't feel good. And that's okay. It doesn't have to, it just needs to get done. I just need to produce, so that then I can craft those words that I produced into something that pleases me. Um, but some, a lot of times, writing feels great and is fun and is easy, and other times it's difficult. And I'm not doing it wrong. Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm not doing it wrong, even though it doesn't feel good. That is what is happening with this move, with this purchase even though it is producing anxiety we're not doing it wrong also it's just a it's just a flipping house we need to we can sell it god forbid but you know i love to i love to kind of think of those things i like to think about exit plans when i'm making an entrance cuz i'm a planner i'm futuristic so i have not been writing anything at all i my main focus of work right now is to finish editing this class on traditional versus self-publishing and how to choose which direction to go, which will be coming to a teachable platform near you very soon. So if you are not on my email newsletter list, please listen to the little um, interstitial read on this uh, podcast and do join because there will be a significant savings on purchasing it in the first week That it is out, so you will want to know about that. So please jump onto my writer's email list. Um, Please, please do that. I would love to have you on it, and I try to be very helpful with that email newsletter list, even though I do not send it every week, like I say in that ad read, because I don't get around to it. But that's my biggest focus: is doing the editing, which always takes so much longer. I think I'm up to, I'm I'm editing number eighteen out of the twenty-two modules. Twenty-two modules, y'all. It's big, and so I'm very close. Very, very close. And I have been doing that, but I haven't been doing much of that besides editing that and teaching. That has been all my time at the desk. And um, and that's great. That's 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 all I need to do. I need to just keep coming back to the desk and doing my work. And I am doing that. Whew. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to being in a house and being able to unpack. I really am. Mm, I'm such a I'm such a cat. All right. Well, I want to thank two new patrons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If anybody wants to support my Patreon, that's over at patreon.com slash Rachel. And I provide stuff for writers as well as an essay a month about creativity and life. And you know that I love writing those things. So for Claire, new patron, thank you. I wish for you a pocket of found time that the thing that you were dreading gets canceled and that time is suddenly filled with hot chocolate and sunshine and reading. Mm, you know that happiness, that joy that comes with something being canceled, even if that's something I am looking forward to sometimes, I am so relieved when it is canceled. Oh. So thank you, Claire, welcome. And Cara Finnegan, for you, I wish that your clothes hold your body perfectly and that everything you wear this week, now let's make it, this month makes you feel good and strong and perfectly you and that everything you wear is exactly as soft and as warm or as cool as you need it to be and that absolutely everything has pockets to hold all of the treats that you need thank you for being my patron welcome all right y'all let's jump into this fabulous interview with AM you're <laughs> i promise i promise you you will enjoy her A.M. Mason is an American writer living in Korea with her husband and cat. Growing up first outside of Chicago and then in Phoenix, she loves to explore new regions and cities, always looking for supernatural lying just beneath the surface and in the shadows. She writes spicy paranormal romance and urban fantasy with dominant alpha men and strong, sassy women. Her new novel, Kiss of a Hellish Prince, is out now. Please enjoy this interview. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelharon.com write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. All right, well, I am very excited today to welcome you to the show. Hello, my friend, will you please share your name and pronouns with us?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is May. I write under A.M. Mason, and I go by she/her. Thank you, May.
0: It is so good to have you here. Can we recap because I have forgotten how did we first meet? I literally don't remember.
1: Um, I think it was I found Rachel says right. Um, through through a podcast or or something. It may have been through the podcast. Yeah, yeah, actually, I think it was because I found the podcast. Then I um. Yes, are joining Rachel Says Right and the Patreon.
0: And um, since you have joined Rachel Says Right, you have been become a core part of my writer's community to the point that you're never going to pay for Rachel Says Right again, because I abuse you endlessly. <laughs> when y'all, when I am not around, when I like, when I wake up with a migraine or when I'm traveling, um, I either hit up Ed, but Ed, my assistant, has been traveling a lot or I just hit up May. And May's always there. And you say yes to me, like a very nice person.
1: Well, part of it's because when you hit me up um, right before it starts, I'm not awake yet. So <laughs> the coffee has not kicked in. So I'll agree to pretty much anything. You
0: have no defenses.
1: <laughs> yeah, none. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to be in Rachel Says Right anyway, because I that's probably the two hours I get the most done. So if I'm there anyway, why not?
0: To be, and, to, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I, I it's the time I get the most done too. Like I write mm -hmm. every day, but as you do, I'm sure, but those two hours on Mondays and Wednesdays or for us where we live Tuesdays and Thursdays, but that's not very many of us who are there. It's on that day are the hours that like, I feel like, cause there's other eyeballs on me that I have to write. Do you feel that
1: way? Mm -hmm. I do. Especially because normally I don't write in the mornings. My Mm -hmm. husband doesn't go to work until a little after noon. Like he Mm -hmm. just left. Um, so usually the mornings for me are pretty chill, which I like, but just having where I have to focus for those two hours, I get so much done. <laughs> and, and so you live in South Korea and
0: it must be helpful too, that your husband knows that you're doing that. Like, Oh, there's May. I guess she's riding and he's walking around behind you getting ready to go to work. So you can't even be like screwing around. You you're like looking at yourself.
1: Yeah. So like I can't have Disney Plus on like I had like 10 minutes ago, re-watching Once Upon a Time for the 80th time. So <laughs> I have to focus. Have I seen that one? Who's in that one? Oh, it's so good. Um Jennifer Goodwin. Um, and I can't remember any of the other actors' name. Sebastian Stan is in there for a little bit on the first season as oh, the Mad Hatter. And he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. It was on ABC family. It's um, all of the like storybook characters that we know and love. There's an evil curse um, from the evil queen, of course. And she puts them all in this little town in Maine and they don't remember who they are. Oh, I think you
0: told me about this. Yes. It is
1: so good. I love it. I love it so much.
0: I'm going to try to figure out if I can watch it. Um, Uh,
1: Disney (laughs) plus, if you have it, it's on Disney plus for the international people. Oh, okay.
0: Maybe that's where we have it. I think Lala does have that. I will check into that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you know, the international problems so yeah. like with uh, like Netflix, Hulu. what we
1: get, isn't the same Hulu's a no-go and it's a no-go they have <sighs> even with the best VPN. In the world,
0: Hulu is so smart. They will not let you in, and it just breaks my heart because there's some good stuff on Hulu, but I am not above illegally torrenting something if I just can't get it at all. If I cannot I get pay it, for it any
1: other way, exactly. if I can't get it in a legit way where I pay for it, then, yeah, I'll do that too. But, I will always pay for it. Um, yeah, Disney Plus, not all the Hulu shows, unfortunately. I still can't watch Handmaiden's Tale, but a lot of them are on Disney Plus for the International. <gasps> like... Um, even some movies, like, or the limited series, Pam and Tommy, which, you know, is not Disney appropriate whatsoever. I watched it on Disney Plus, which just made it so much better for me.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to check. Literally, when we get off of this, I'm gonna go look and see what's on our Disney plus. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. I think
1: it's under like star or something. It's all okay. the stuff from like Hulu. That's just available to us on Disney plus. It's Thank amazing. you.
0: Bonus
1: bonus points. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about writing though. Um, mm-hmm. because
0: your first book came out this year. It was the, it was the prequel yep. novella basically. Right. Yeah. And then the book, 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 book is coming out soon. So yep. before we get into talking about what they are, cause I want to go into that too. Can you please tell me about your writing process? How and when and where? What do you do?
1: Um. So I actually, I write 5,000 words a day, but Dang. my book does not start with writing. Um. It doesn't. Like I, I tried your, that. Your first book or your day? Your day. My book, my books. Book? I can't start with writing. I can't. Oh, okay. Um. Tell me more. But I've done that before and I. I know a lot of people rewrite their book like five, six times, go through different drafts. My ADD dyslexic brain says that's not happening. And my next draft will be worse than the one before. So <laughs> I'm using that as a strength. Um, and I outline, yeah, like I yeah. do a basic outline that I'm like, okay, well, this will happen in the rising action, blah, 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 blah. But then I do an advanced one, which is pretty much me telling myself the story in bullet points. And I break down everything. And then everything, because I, I worship the
0: idea of outlining. And when I've done in the past, it's, it's, you know, broken me into tiny little pieces and we all do things differently, but that advanced outline in bullet points, when you say you break down everything, are you,
1: are you catching like little snippets of dialogue or is it just Mm -hmm. action or what is it? It's me telling myself the story. So I'm like, okay, well, I know. I want to start with this scene. So I'll write, well, this happens, this happens. Sometimes they're like 10 words. Other times it's paragraphs because I'm just writing what's in my head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's dialogue. Uh, I write in first person, but the outlines are in third because I'm just telling myself the story. Oh, that's so fascinating. And how long are
0: the outlines at their most advanced level before you start writing the book?
1: Uh, my biggest one, which had massive sections of text in it, because um, for fight scenes, ended up being about ten thousand words. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it, they're huge. Um, I do them on Mila Note, and then I copy them into Scrivener. On like each chapter, has just copy and paste it in the notes. So, what is when Mila I sit- Note?
0: I think you told um, me about that once too. It's a, it's a note taking app, right?
1: Kind of. It's. Kind of like OneNote, but yeah. more user friendly.
0: Yeah, so people really like
1: it. Oh, I love it. Um, I can actually go grab pictures online and have it automatically save. It's how I organize everything. Mm. Um, it's like just having like a bulletin board almost with function. So like each of my books has a board, and in those boards, there's other boards for characters. It, mm. It's amazing.
0: So that fun. is very cool. And right now you're in the middle of doing your next outline. Is that right? I just finished it yesterday. Congratulations for, Oh my God. Yeah. So let me ask you then, cause this is a real process related question. How does it feel? Because you get so passionate about doing the outline. How does it feel when you're doing the actual drafting of the book, given that you've already made the decisions?
1: Fast. Because I know exactly what's going to happen. Like most people look at me when I say I have a goal of 5,000 words a day. And they look at me like I'm insane. But if I know what's going to happen, all I'm doing is taking that and polishing it. And making Mm -hmm. it so other people know what's going to happen. And putting it in that character's point of view. So like I usually do 20-minute sprints. I can get anywhere from four to 700 words in 20 minutes. That's so Cool. What surprises you when you are doing those first drafts? When everything clicks together with things from other books that I did not mean to link, but it works. And I'm just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You just keep going. (laughs) Oh, I'm having that jealousy that comes from
0: knowing my process so well and knowing that your process will probably never be my process, but I want it to be.
1: I want to borrow it. I know I've heard other authors that have these great processes I'm like oh that sounds amazing that sounds like it really worked. and I'm like my brain would not do that yeah. like you yeah. have to find what works for you and I think I know you can buy other authors processes with all these classes and that's great but that's not going to help you you exactly. need to find what works for you you need to make your own process
0: and then you make it deeply your own process yeah. As deep mm. and yeah, oh that's and it's always changing, it can change, it can morph oh, yeah. and grow. But yeah, I love that you know this about yourself and it's working. Okay, so what is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Staying off at of Disney
1: Plus at the moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sometimes, like when it actually comes to writing, try to put in those emotions through without telling with showing those emotions like I have the emotion emotion thesaurus Mm -hmm. and I love that book but half the time when I'm going through and doing my um yeah revisions I have to go back and like wait no that's too telling and I have to go back and pull up the thesaurus it's gotten to the point my editor is like would you stop saying this because you already showed it stop it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Ooh, that is a very good criticism stop saying you already showed it That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. What of writing do you love the most?
1: When things click, when motivations just align, um, when I can see the characters I feel deeply for that may be an antagonist and I can justify their motivations in a way that makes them redeemable because mm. I love that there's no such thing as a true villain. Everyone's a hero in their own mind. Yes. Some are yeah. redeemable, some aren't, but finding that line, I love it. And
0: having a real true villain with no redeeming qualities at all, with no, it, 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 I think it's lazy. That's all it is. It is. It's, it's easy mm-hmm. and I've done it. I've actually written books with that and I you know don't want to admit it, but they've been in there. Um, so yeah, that's that's amazing. How, Um. oh my gosh, my question just flew away because I was so excited about that. It'll come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Can you share a craft tip of any sort with
1: us? Um, cast your characters. Like when you have an idea of what this character is going to be, maybe what they look like, an aesthetic, something, go on Pinterest, um, IMDb, Google Images, whatever. Find an actor that, fits that motif or that aesthetic and cast them, they become 3D in my head. Mm. And I kind of abuse that and use the same actors for a lot of different characters and different <laughs> projects. Um, my crush on Chris Evans, is real. But- <laughs> Do we ever
0: um, mind seeing, but at the, the time, like, I want to go to the movie theater and see Chris Evans over and over again. I want to see him in your books over and over again. That's sweet. not a problem for me. Your readers will like that. Actually,
1: the funny part is right now I haven't cast him in the series I'm working on. Henry Cavill Circa oh, Immortals, yeah. though, as Tomas, the which I think I think you said you read um One Night with a Demon Soldier. So you yeah, see yeah, Tomas yeah, yeah. a little know, bit. He's a kid uh, there. Oh. But uh yeah, the little baby dragon. Oh my gosh. But little, yeah, he comes back in the series. And he's like Henry Cavill, Circa Immortals. So I'm a younger, a Henry but not young
0: circa Witcher fan, but I don't want him to talk. Yeah. I just want to I just want to look at it. I head.
1: don't know. I like that voice. I like that I don't want it's... him to talk. I just want that growl and when he swears. I'm like, yeah, we <laughs> can just stick with that.
0: That is true. The swearing is really, really good. I remembered my question for you. Uh first of all, I want to say that, that craft tip is genius. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but my my question for you is, do you struggle with plotting? When you are doing your outline, that's when you're really doing your plotting. Are you have you done your Clifton strengths? Where's your ideation? If you know that, I um, okay. Um, I, I have a feeling your ideation is probably pretty high, but do you do you struggle with plot ever?
1: Yes. Um, oh, okay. Actually, that is my makes main me feel better. struggle <laughs> because I can get these ideas for great characters, and I'm like in a situation. I'm like yes, and I'm like okay. Now they have to do something, and I'm like crickets. I'm like. <laughs> I've got to put in that conflict, but then I got to make them do something. I'm like, I can get them witty. I can get them talking, but I need something to push things along. That is actually where I spend most of my time with my basic outline is figuring out the basic plot. Like that's, that's why that basic outline, which is, if I put it in a word document, it's maybe two pages that actually yeah. takes the most time. Cause that's where I'm uh, figuring everything out.
0: That makes me feel so much better. And you and I are very much alike in that characters, witty repartee, all of those are. are the, I love dealing with those, but plotting is where I really fall down. What do you do when you get stuck in the plot? Do you have anything you that helps? Um,
1: it depends on where I'm stuck in the plot. I'm. It's usually coming up with bad ideas to get the get to the yeah. good ones. Like um, in the one that I just finished, um, I just got back from my editor too because apparently she doesn't sleep, but. <laughs> um initially the first outline had the rising action like the three main plot points it gets worse and worse and worse for her were reiterations of the same thing Mm. and I'm like this is not gonna work I'm like Mm -hmm. okay and I just left it there and then when I was doing the advanced outline I got more into my other characters and that helped create something that I did not see coming that is so much better
0: you but, said something really interesting with that, though. You had to trust your process enough to be able to move forward. Like you didn't cool. stick in the basic outline until you had finally fixed it. You just moved forward to the next step. You moved forward into the advanced outline yeah. and that's where you found it.
1: I did spend a lot of time in that basic outline and got as good as it was going to get at that point.
0: Yeah. And then I'm
1: like, okay, I'll leave it. Um, I'll go ahead and do the advanced out or outline for like the first couple sections and then come back to this. And by the time I got there, I was on a roll. I'm like, no, I know it's going to happen. So I was able just to kind of skip going back.
0: And, and that whole outlining that. process, is that all in Milano? And then you move into Scrivener when you're mm-hmm. writing? Okay. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay. So um, what is the kindest thing that anyone's ever done for you in your writing career?
1: Um, So a couple of years ago, I was having like a little bit of a nervous breakdown with everything, just so overwhelmed, feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere. And there was this course, uh, this publishing mastermind course, that talks a little bit about writing. It goes over some basics, but it's really about how to push your career forward as an indie author. How to do all the stuff that when we spent all our time on craft, we're like, okay, well, how do I sell this? I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do now. How, how do I do ads? Whatever. Um, and it was an expensive course at the time, at least for what I make. And my husband just like, let's just get it. We'll put it on a credit card. We know we just paid him off, but no, if this is going to help you, this is what we're going to do. And he has been so supportive, which I don't know how to handle because I've never been able to rely on other people before. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted something, I had to figure out how to get it myself. And here's my husband like, oh no, we can, we can do that. He just ordered a new um, keyboard for me for my birthday. And I'm just like, it's so pretty. It lights up.
0: I don't think anybody
1: has ever answered
0: this question that way, that their that their partner is the one who has been the kindest to them about their career. And I absolutely love that. Hey, I need to ask you last week or two weeks ago, while you, while we were in Rachel says, right, he was behind you on the couch, reading your book. How did that go? Mm
1: -hmm. He loved it. Um, He is so supportive. He's not a big reader, right? He's not. Um, school kind of beat that out of him because he has a master's degree, he and he used yeah. to love uh, reading. But he's like, now I get my story through video games, and I'm like, yeah. I can respect that. Good storytelling I- actually- in there too. Yeah. Um. Actually, Witcher. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good story. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he um, he reads it in sections, which I'm kind of. Boggles my mind because like he goes through it. And I'm like, most people I know burn through this in like three days. Why is it taking you three weeks? <laughs> Come on. Of course. But no, he really likes it. There's he listens to me as I try to work things out and plot and everything. So he knows what's going to happen, but he's he's so supportive and he really likes the books.
0: Mm, that makes me so happy. Okay, what's the kindest thing you've
1: ever done for yourself as a writer? Um I'm in the middle of tricking out my writing area, making it somewhere I actually want to be and sit. Like we're talking lights, whiteboards with uh, stuff all over them, random washi tape. Yeah. Is that where
0: you're sitting now, or is this a different placement? Mm-hmm. So it, you used I'm- to sit in the. Are you still in the lounge, or, or yeah, I'm somewhere still in my else? Living room. Okay. So what else? Tell me more. I like details. Washi tape. Where's the washi um, tape? Is it on the whiteboard? Oh, you have a (laughs) whole. She's showing up everywhere. Like roll, rolls and rolls and rolls.
1: (laughs) Nice thing I do myself is I go hit up Daiso and get things just to make my area have a lot more personality and make it a place I actually want to be.
0: We do have a Daiso in Wellington and I, I try not to go there very often because it's, it could be a problem.
1: I didn't know I could spend like seventy dollars at a store that everything is five, three, or a dollar. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't even know how I managed to do that. But <laughs> uh,
0: anyone who is listening, who is in major a ma- near a major metropolis, will probably be able to find a Daiso. If one has mm-hmm. never been there, it is worth looking for.
1: Yeah. If you're in the States and you don't have a Daiso because I don't think they're everywhere yet, hit up a Big Lots. They have a craft area. Go to your mm. TJ Maxx, wherever. Like, find things that make you happy. Good idea. Yes, yes, yes. Find things that make you happy. I can't wait to do that in my new house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So what is the best book that you have read recently and why did you love it?
1: Um, I have been sucked in hardcore to the Zodiac Academy world. I haven't read the latest one. Uh, Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. Okay, I haven't read. Everyone them. calls them the Twisted Sisters. Um, <sighs> they are amazing. Um, if you want to go more fantasy, I recommend starting with Dark Fae. That leads into Zodiac Academy. You don't have to, but I don't, I love the high intensity of the action. The snark is on point. There are some, you love some points. Snark. I do. And there are some points that are just absolutely hilarious. I have to put my Kindle down because I'm laughing so hard. And they've got this. It's definitely uh, has a huge romance plot. Um, Dark phase is a reverse harem. So the Academy mm-hmm. sadly is not, but we like it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the smut is on point. It's a great spice, but that's not the point of the book. Mm. Um, it's not about these girls just finding their true love and that's it. It's mm-hmm. about their journey their adventure there just happens to be a really good spicy subplot in it
0: I love the way you light up too when you talk about it you love I love love those books (laughs) I really do okay I'm gonna have to pick one up thank you for that Mm -hmm. now let's talk about your book and books tell us about the one that's out now the ones that are coming please
1: so the one that's out now is an enemies to lovers novella it's about the princess of hell and her guard um carolina is very strong-willed she hates that her life as a princess pretty much means that she's supposed to get married have a kid and that's it that is her destiny and she's like no hard pass um and then she's kind of faced with the realities of what's happening in hell um because in these worlds hell isn't like fire and brimstone it's just another fantasy world um actually hell heaven and fairy are in the same room world mm-hmm. like different continents and the differences between them are mostly cultural um so yeah demons angels same thing different color wings whatever <laughs> <laughs> but she's kind of faced with the realities of what hell is really like for people when she runs away um ends up getting robbed by a bunch of kids and dumped in a freezing river until her guard comes and saves her and she decides okay she'll go back do what she needs to do but she's going to take the one night for herself with her guard it's awesome then she gets kidnapped by dragons so (laughs) like she's learning kind of what her life is supposed to be or what was set for her and what it actually can be when she needs to sacrifice herself for her people and when she says no this is what i need which i love um and then uh, Kiss of a Hellish Prince is the first book coming out January 16th of yeah. the Shadowed Fate series. That is about Tori, a girl who finds out running in the park is very dangerous and cardio should be avoided at all costs. So <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> um, she kind of gets pulled into the world of angels and demons that are in the human realm, um, finds out she is half demon herself, um, and then has to figure out why she's suddenly being attacked has to protect her little sister and her best friend who's like a sister because i'm Mm. a huge fan of found families Mm -hmm. and um yeah falling in love with the prince of hell who is carolina's son yeah you're such a good writer may
0: i really loved reading that you know i don't say things like that lightly um i loved reading the prequel and i can't wait to read the next one yeah, so, where can so we creamy. find you and it and everything that you're up to?
1: Um, easiest places to find me: Instagram, it's a.m. underscore mason. TikTok, a.m. underscore mason author, and then Facebook, of course, is a.m. mason writes, all one word. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much for being around and for being on the show. You are always, always, always a delight. And is, I was talking to um, uh, Tiffany Yates Martin recently. And we were saying about how, how nice it is when we, when you finally getting around to finally get around to reading a friend's book. Cause sometimes we don't get around to reading all our friends books. We, we don't. just don't, you know, we just don't have time. And, uh, and then you find out they're really good at it and it's just so nice. So <laughs> thank you.
1: Oh, I really appreciate that. I'm, mm-hmm putting these books out is terrifying. I, yeah. I, I will probably have a breakdown on the 15th before <laughs> it actually goes live, even though I've already got the second one ready to go. Um, the series will be six books and they are all coming out in
0: 2023. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Best of luck. May they all, all, all fly from the shelves. I can't wait to see you that- soar.
1: Ah, thank you.